Charlie Wright is an investment advisor representative with PartnerVest Advisory Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. The views and opinions expressed by our guests are for informational purposes only and do not necessarily reflect the views of PartnerVest Advisory Services, LLC, or Charlie Wright. PartnerVest and our guests are unaffiliated companies. No information in this discussion is intended to provide investment, tax, or legal advice to any person, nor is it an offer to sell any security. Welcome to the Strategic Investor. Join us as we interview some of the world's most productive asset managers and uncover sophisticated and unique investment strategies in the markets. Here is your host, Charlie Wright. Welcome to Strategic Investor Radio. I'm your host, Charlie Wright, here on OC Talk Radio. We're very pleased to have with us in the studio today, Karen Hall. Karen is the founder and president of UDirect IRS IRA Services. Karen, <laughs> welcome to Strategic Investor Radio. Thank you, Charlie. Karen, let's start out with a little of your background and uh, what it is that brought you to starting and founding UDirect IRA Services. <laughs> you want me to give you the, the story, huh? <laughs> okay, well, sure. I'd be happy to. Of course, I, uh, well, I was a radio announcer for 17 years, you know, did light rock. Let's talk. <laughs> and uh, loved it. And so, of course, then I made the logical transition into real estate, right, <laughs> after a few years. Um, and was, uh, at first, I did some property management. You know, an apartment building. So I would you know, vacuum the floors, collect the rent checks, get half off on my rent. It was a good deal. I got my real estate license, drove people around in my car for about a year, found that not to be my cup of tea. So I got into mortgage, lo mortgage loan servicing, and then mortgage loan origination. And um, ultimately, as mortgage kind of, you know, changed so much as we, you know, our, everyone's life changed during the Great Recession. Uh, came back as a self-directed IRA person and, and really have been enjoying it ever since. Well, good. And how is it that you started UDirect and what is it that you guys really do? Yeah, well, I worked for a large company and then uh, for a couple years we parted ways and then I, I, I started my own thing. It was... Uh, I didn't know if I even could, you know, but I, I gave it a shot, and I had a lot of people helping me. Hey, here's how you write a business plan. Here's how you, um, you know, file for an LLC. Here's how you do this and that. And and I have you know, friends who would who would help me, a lawyer who helped me, and uh, an accountant who helped me with the with the business part of it, and got it all put together and, and created um, the business plan and got it all put together. And then one day. In 2009, I had UDirect IRA services. We uh, I had. I remember my first account that I opened. It was, and the people would say at the beginning, "Well, how many accounts do you have?" I'd say, oh, six. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how it was now. And now we've got about 2,500 accounts. Um, our clients are sitting over on over 250 million in assets. So it's uh, it's it's gone pretty well. Self-directing is is something that people really need to know about. So much power in your retirement account, you may not even know about it. So it it was really the right thing at the right time. Well, that's great. And kind congratulations. Thank you. Uh, and, you in know? fact, I met you at the very beginning. Yeah, that's right. I remember back then that yeah, we had uh, coffee we, at Starbucks. We did, and we talked, and I'm very pleased that uh, you're doing so well, and UDirect is is doing so well. well thank here. you. So tell us what UDirect does. Tell us about self-directed IRIS. Right. Well, what we do is we help people take their retirement account and invest it outside of Wall Street. Right? So they can invest in really anything except life insurance and collectibles. 
So they don't have to just stick with stocks, bonds, and mutual funds and, and uh, you know, pay all those fees that you pay when you've got uh, asset managers and so forth. Instead, what they can do, obviously we have fees, but, you know, it's, it's considerably less. And so what they do is they can self-direct their IRA and choose their own assets. You can choose your own asset, like maybe a house. Or maybe your IRA is going to lend money to someone else, so your IRA invests in a note in that case. Or your IRA buys precious metals. So we, that's what we do. We help people invest in what's called alternative assets. So tell us what role you direct plays in doing that. Right. We're a third-party administrator is what it's called. And so we are the point of contact from beginning to end. And um, where we're not insurance agents, it's something like that. Like if you, you know, you, maybe you've got a, a, an insurance agent and you need, you need some insurance, you call the agent. You don't call the corporate office. You know, you call the agent and they help you with everything. Well, that's what we do. We, you know, we're an independent company. We're software independent company. We do utilize the services of a trust company, custodian, um, and that's how it works. So we help people open their account, help people get it funded, moving the money into the account, and after it's open and funded, then we help them invest the money into uh, their transactions. But you don't find the investments for them or anything. They, they do the investing on their own, correct? Correct, and that's a pretty big and important point to make because we're definitely not advisors. We do not tell you what to invest in. So another analogy would be like escrow. When you're buying a house, escrow doesn't tell you if it's a good house or a bad house or if you can deduct it on your taxes. We're similar to that. We're just like escrow, administering the transaction. We're administering the transaction in a similar fashion. And so that, that's how it works. So what you're doing is you're playing a role as a third-party facil- administrator facilitating the compliance of these people's investments with IRS regulations for IRS. Yeah, sort of. I mean, when it comes to being compliant with the IRS, really the onus is on the account holder. I mean, it's self-directed. When you are self-directing your IRA, you're the expert. And so, of course, we're the experts in IRAs too, but we, we do review every single investment. And if we can see for a fact that it is, is definitely what we call a prohibited transaction. We're going to let the account holder know that. Like, hey, you can't uh, take this IRA that you have and make a loan to yourself. That's disallowed. It's a prohibited transaction. So we're definitely going to be a filter, and we're going to do everything we can to look for these things. But ultimately, the responsibility lies on the account holder not to commit a prohibited transaction. Okay. And so ordinarily when people open IRAs at a bank or with a financial advisor or at a brokerage house or something like that, the paperwork to comply with IRS requirements is all part of the application process. But if they go out and invest in a note or invest in real estate or something like that, that paperwork is not part of the process, right. and so, so we, they need somebody yeah. like you. Is that is that, that how it works? That's right. So so when they open an account with us, they get the paperwork, which is an application and something called a 5305, which is an IRS disclosure about IRAs and so forth, and and, uh, and so they're going to get the disclosures and all that, but what they're not going to get is correct. We don't give legal advice, so we're not going to give out the legal forms. People will say, hey, I'm going to take my IRA and invest in a note. Do you have a, do you have a blank note you can give me? And our answer is no, because we can't give you legal advice. You need to obtain that yourself. And a lot of times people will have an attorney friend draw it up for them or they'll, they'll go online and find a note that's applicable or you know that'll work and maybe just find their documentation online. Okay, so out of the 2,500 accounts that you have, mm-hmm. uh, what are the kinds of investments that they're investing in? Such a good question because almost all of them are in real estate. We have really? A few, yeah, we have a few. And, and maybe it's a note lending money to somebody like a trust deed that's invested in real estate. 
or maybe somebody is buying shares of a private company, but then that private company, it, like a syndication, is going out buying real estate and then turning the proceeds back into the IRAs, you know, sending the, the profits back in. So if the investment isn't directly into real estate, usually it's indirectly in real estate. But there are other things, too, like startup companies. Your IRA could make a loan to a startup company. Your IRA could buy shares of stock in a startup company. So there's a lot of capital going out like that, uh, private individual capital uh, from IRA accounts going into uh, startups. There's a lot of that, too. I'm sure there are lots of IRS regulations on what people can, cannot do. You mentioned prohibited transactions and like, where does someone obtain the information about <laughs> what the IRS is, is willing to allow and what they're not? Right. Well, if you really want to look it up in, in, in your, your reader, you can go to the Internal Revenue Code 4975 that gives all the rules about prohibited transactions. Uh, basically, I'll go over them. There are really three. You know, uh, One is that you're not allowed to have personal benefit of your IRA. The IRA is for retirement purposes. It's for your benefit later on when you retire, not today. So you're not supposed to have personal benefit, indirect benefit, uh, present benefit. Those are all things that are prohibited transactions. So here's an example. Uh, a guy came to me and he says, hey, I want my IRA to, to loan money. I said, well, that sounds great. Who are you going to lend the money? Who are you going to have your IRA lend the money to? He says, oh, my sister-in-law. I said, well, that's great. Now I should mention who's disallowed and disallowed to the IRA. A sister-in-law is allowed. But I said, that that's fine. A sister-in-law is allowed. You can, your IRA can lend money to her. I said, well, when your sister-in-law gets that money, what's she going to do with it? He says, oh, well, she's going to invest in my company. And so <laughs> the problem is the money starts in his IRA, goes to his sister-in-law, which is fine, but then goes back in his company. It's indirect benefit, and it's a prohibited transaction. So I will talk about disallowed people really quick. Um, they're your lineal ascendants and descendants. So what that means in English is it's your parents and grandparents and their spouses, you and your spouse your children and your grandchildren and their spouses disallowed to your IRA. So your IRA isn't going to, for example, buy a house that belongs to uh, your dad. Your IRA isn't going to sell a house to one of your children because they're disallowed parties to the IRA. Can they live in the property? No. They, you can't, a disallowed people can't have any personal use at all of the property. It's, and that's the other thing about IRAs. They're for retirement purposes only. They're for investment purposes only as well. So everything the IRA does has to be an investment, no personal use. And what about a business? Can, can, can you put an IRA money into your own business? No, because then you would receive personal benefit from your IRA money. So, that, so this really has to be something that you're not personally benefiting from. Arm's it's length. An arm's length investment into something. Yeah, you got it. Exactly right. Exactly okay. right. So prohibited transactions, it's no personal use. It's not buying. You can't buy, sell, or exchange between the IRA and those disallowed people. And the other thing is that you can't, uh, the, technically it says you can't provide goods, services, or facilities to the plan. All right, so here's what it means. Your IRA buys a house, for example, and you think, well, hey, I'm pretty handy. I'm going to go in. I'm going to install a new garbage disposal. Well, the IRS actually considers that to be an over-contribution of sweat equity. <laughs> you love it? They tax you when you die, and they tax you when you sweat. Over-contribution of sweat equity. So you're not going to do that. So you, so you keep at arm's length, hire a, vet, hire a, a person to do the work for you. You're not going to be uh, swinging the hammers or painting the walls. Or, I see. Okay. Yeah. Now, you say that most of the transactions are with real estate, but an IRA can allow a loan in it, correct? No, an IRA can actually borrow money. It can? Yeah, it can. And, and uh, from my background in mortgage lending, uh, on lending on residential homes, I was pretty surprised to learn about this. So it's called a non-recourse loan. 
But it's not non-recourse like you may think if you're from the residential world. It's like a commercial loan. So it's not a loan that's made to the person. It's a loan that's actually made to the IRA account itself. So the, but you're, and here's the reason why. You're not allowed to personally guarantee a loan to the IRA. If you do personally guarantee the loan to the IRA, it's a prohibited transaction. Okay, right. and I should talk about this. Right. Prohibited transaction. What's that? Prohibited. Doesn't sound that bad. But it is. So if you commit a prohibited transaction and the IRS calls you on it, they disperse your entire IRA to you, not just the amount of the investment itself, but the entire account gets dispersed to you as a taxable event, uh, and your IRA is no longer an IRA. Now it's just money. It's like money you earned, and you get taxed and penalized. So it, it can get pretty um, expensive. Okay, so these non-recourse loans, are they available at every bank? or Right, non-recourse lending. No, I've got a list. If... if one of your listeners would like, if your listeners would like the list, they can email me, khall at the letter U, udirectira.com. I'll send them a list that we've compiled as a courtesy. Uh, just a, not a lot of people do this. It's not a loan you're going to get at a regular bank. And an IRA is not a down payment on a Freddie Fannie FHA VA kind of a loan, conventional conforming. An IRA is not a down payment on those kinds of loans. The only kind of uh, loan that an IRA can take on is this non-recourse loan. Okay, so so what's a typical situation? If somebody knows already what kind of investment they want to make, and they just come to you to make it a, uh, applicable in their IRA? They really do, right. So usually someone has, uh, like I got a call today, and someone says, you know, I, I, I've been hearing about this, and then another friend of mine was talking about being able to take my retirement account, and I can get it out of Wall Street. I really know a lot about real estate. I'd really like to invest. This person is going to invest in a commercial building. They're very excited to be a part owner, have their IRA be a part owner of a commercial building. He says... Um, to me that he's got cash, some cash, but he's got a family in, in his idle cash that he has personally. He wants to use for his family and, and their you know, sustenance and everything. But he's got lots of retirement money, and so that is what he wants to invest. And so he's going to um, open up a self-directed IRA. We went through it. And he's going to invest into a by shares of a private placement that's investing in a commercial building. So his IRA will be a member or partial owner of this um, commercial building, ultimately. I see. So he determined that independent of you, and he is simply coming to you to make this legal within the IRA. Exactly right. Exactly right. Okay. Karin, tell us, given the changing world of taxes and what what all is going on, what keeps you awake at night in regards to your (laughs) business? Besides your two kids, your son and your daughter, what keeps you awake at night in regards to your business? Yeah, you know, that's, wow, what a great question. Um, I think probably the, um, what concerns me is, are my account holders um, going to be the victims of fraud? That's a big problem. So when you're investing, nothing replaces good due diligence. Just don't trust people you're investing with. I don't care if it's your mom. I mean, well, of course, your mom would be disallowed. It would be a prohibited transaction. But, um, but, but I don't care who it is. We've, a lot of times, these affinity relationships where you know somebody really well or, or they're a friend of a friend and there's a lot of trust there, it, it, you're investing. It's money. Don't trust. Double-check everything. So double-check if your IRA um, is going to, for example, make a note on a piece of property. Make sure that, number one, that... The people that are that you're talking to actually own the property that your IRA is lending on. You know that that there's ownership. Make sure that if you've got a trust deed or something that it's recorded. Uh, double check and, and make sure. Google the name of the person you're investing with if that's what you do. you know you can do it on your own and then you don't have to do this. But if you're investing with someone, Google their name. And on our website at udirectira.com, on the right hand column, we have a list of 
federal agencies, and you can call them and say, hey, this uh, this person here, I'm looking to invest with them. Do you have any history on them? Can you tell me if you know anything about them? There are websites. There are phone numbers to call because a lot of government agencies like FINRA and NASA are very, very interested in preventing or at least, you can't really prevent fraud, but um, but at least making people aware of it and, and trying to be proactive about uh, about having that not happen. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure that your your clients are susceptible to that. You've probably had some horror stories that uh, you have heard of and the like. Uh, although it has nothing to do with your services, it has everything to do with your clients' well-being and their investments and the like. That's correct. And and when someone does invest, I mean, loss is, is part of its risk. And when your IRA is investing, you're putting that money at risk. You know that. A lot of times you have to be accredited to get into some deals, which right. means you have to have a certain right. net worth. I'm sure you're... Listeners are well aware of what an accredited investor is. But you don't have to be an accredited investor to self-direct your IRA. Right. Um, but just to say that uh, only a few people have been the victims of fraud of our clients, you know, but, but one is too many. Yes. One is too many when you're talking about somebody's retirement savings. Yeah, no question about it. So how do people find you, Karen? They can go to our website, which is the letter U, udirectira.com. And um, our email, you can email me. Uh, it just info at udirectira.com is a great way. Our phone number is 866-538-3539. Okay. And uh, last question here, Karen. Uh, if you could recommend one book on investing, what would it be? Wow. Well, I'll tell you what I would recommend is a book on self-directing your IRA, and it's called The Self-Directed IRA Handbook. It came out this year. Uh, and it is a great book. In fact, I was allowed to uh, proof it that the author gave me a, a copy and said, hey, you know, will you mark it up and, with your suggestions? And then it, it was published this year. So, in fact, if I may, um, any of your listeners, if they'd like a free copy of it, I'd be happy to send it out because it's just so important to understand self-directed IRAs before you actually, you know, are investing your, your money as a self-directed IRA investor. Understand what it is and how you do it. So if, if uh, your listeners will email me, again, at khall at udirectira.com and have the subject be free book, I will send them a copy of that book. Okay, great. Thank you very much. We appreciate that. Well, Karen, thank you very much for, for uh, being with us, and I'd just like to give you a little plug a little plug for you here. Your website is very insightful, very helpful, and provides a lot of great information on self-directed IRAs. So if people have any interest in that, I would highly recommend that they visit that website. I can tell you guys have spent a lot of time at it yeah, and uh, provides a lot of quality information. Well, thank you very much. So thank you for joining us today, and Karen is located in Tustin, California, and I presume you have clients throughout the U.S., right? All over, all 50 states, yes. Yeah, okay. So thank you very much. I'd like to thank everyone for listening to Strategic Investor Radio, and uh, we look forward to our next episode. Thank you. You've been listening to The Strategic Investor, your source for compelling investment strategies from some of the most productive asset managers in the industry. For unique investment strategies, visit us at strategicinvestorradio.com. Investing is not rocket science. Charlie Wright is an investment advisor representative with PartnerVest Advisory Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. The views and opinions expressed by our guests are for informational purposes only and do not necessarily reflect the views of PartnerVest Advisory Services, LLC, or Charlie Wright. 
PartnerVest and our guests are unaffiliated companies. No information in this discussion is intended to provide investment, tax, or legal advice to any person, nor is it an offer to sell any security.